the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. Lead story in today's Daily Dispatch, the first Thursday for the new year, January 6, 2022. Broke Eastern Cape Health to lose 91 doctors. Irate medical personnel protest in Bishu after community service contracts terminated. More than 90 Eastern Cape doctors find themselves unemployed due to the Eastern Cape Health Department's failure to honour a contractual obligation. For more on this story and others, go to dispatchlive.co.za. Well, it's a brand new year, but the Eastern Cape Health Department appears dogged by the same old problems. Headline in the Daily Dispatch today, broke Eastern Cape Health to lose 91 doctors. Headline might as well read broke and broken. More than 90 Eastern Cape doctors unemployed due to the Eastern Cape Health Department's failure to honour a contractual obligation. Protesting doctors yesterday made their way to the Department of Health offices in Bishu to deliver a memorandum demanding to be hired permanently. Spokesperson for the group of disaffected medical practitioners joining us on the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann today, Dr. Mawande Dlamini. Dr. Lamini, thank you for joining us. How are you today, sir? Hey, Darren. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for having me. Great today. Blessed. Thanks a lot, Mene. I hope you're also good. On the professional front, things are not going so well. What exactly is going on? You say a contractual obligation has not been met by the Eastern Cape Health Department. Thanks, Darren, for that opportunity. I think maybe to just provide a bit of background in as far as uh, that contractual obligation, because that is just the outcome of something that uh, we partook in when we went into a, a bursary a contract with the Eastern Cape, when a, when a, when a medical student or any other allied um, student that enrolls into university and receives or is awarded a bursary by the province, you are then therefore stipulated in the contract of the bursary, specifically section uh, 12.2, uh, the part that specifically enlists and, and what the conditions of you repaying or basically um, serving back the community time that you actually got as a result of being awarded that bursary is that you'll, you'll come back to the province and you are required to work an X amount of time depending on the duration or period that you were covered for while in undergrad. So then that, that, that process, then therefore you are actually employed or placed from internship uh, and also community service using um, um, uh, a platform called um, the ICSP, which is an, an intern and community service um, placement program that is actually put in place by the National Department of Health. So you are flagged to have a bursary. Automatically, that means you can only apply for community service in the province and you can only remain in the province for the duration of the period of that bursary. So it means other provinces then cannot employ you even if you wanted to move out of the province. It also means that even if you wanted to go to private and actually work as a, as, as, as a private medical practitioner, you also can't do that once you've completed that. So you can't evade the system and also you are flagged. So you are unemployable, only can only be employed by the Eastern Cape government. What has the reaction been from the health department to the impasse and the protest action? Well, it, it has been it is one that's quite apathetic, if I may say. Um, there's been a lack of sympathy because one would 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 go back in as far as substantiating that and that um, our representative trade union, Samatu, which is the South African Medical Association Association trade union, had actually um, her there was apparently a rumor and we didn't want to entertain that rumor. Instead, we actually wrote they wrote to to the Eastern Cape Department of Health on the 14th of, of December, which is 2021, 
to actually make an inquiry whether or not they did have you know funding for um all doctors that includes interns and community service and post community service doctors um subsequent to that there was no response you know um there was another communication that was sent on the 24th on the 22nd again of 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 uh, of december it also was met with no response to the understanding that we have um as 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 the affected group with communication from the from the trade union itself was that the province knew as late as early as um end of october that they had dried up their funding they also knew that they have these doctors that they have to give um employment because there's a a, a a fiduciary obligation that they have to fulfill a contractual obligation to fulfill so they then therefore didn't say anything they didn't communicate with those doctors so how this was actually met was that there's a lack of there's a lack of of sympathy and also at the same time there's maladministration of some sort whether it happened at 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 the lower level or it's an executive level but there definitely was no communication to say that we cannot afford to to give you posts for the following year and then therefore we would like to release you from the virtual application um, so that we know um we plan our lives so what we've come to understand as the affected group is that the department just has got no care in the world for us um if if i may just be frank now i find it rather strange that the eastern cape health department invested in you and now say they can't afford to keep you despite the expectation being created it really really is strange that a government can spend millions taking students through medical school and then not provide them employment in a province with such a huge shortage of medical professionals uh, you're right on the money there darren um one of the one of the most disheartening things are that um it's not that the province doesn't have or cannot cannot provision because primarily what we want is to work in the province most of the time medical practitioners probably in the past may have tried to evade you know the rural nature of the province itself and how vast and how sometimes infrastructurally it's quite difficult to to logistically move around and people don't want to go to rural areas they want to be in central areas and more urbanized areas and it's not that we we advocating to be released it's not the primary thing the primary thing is that we be secured employment because we are basically barred from going anywhere else no one will touch us with a 10 foot pole because of they understand once as soon as you say i'm post community service or i'm an independent practitioner for the first time in the 1st of january 2022 they automatically must wonder is this a bursary or non bursary holder and if and if it is a bursary or non bursary holder they have their own post comms of doctors to employ which they have an obligation to that is the provinces outside of the eastern cape so they are not going to employ us because the first question is that have they fulfilled their bursary obligations because they have a shared understanding that that is also a burning issue for them too um and you uh, you'll actually go in a bit further from there for Darren and realize that The Eastern Cape province has actually held us at ransom. We are basically unemployable and I keep using that term that we are unemployable because then therefore you have been marked to have a bursary so then therefore you must have an obligation to fulfill with someone. And it's basically fruitless expenditure if you look at it. Sure. Even if they released us from 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 this obligation of of of, of serving the the, the province in, in the millions that you actually correctly speak about that the province has actually utilized in taking us to varsity basically it would be down the drain and what 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 justice is that what social justice is that for the people that are in this province that are in dire need where the doctor patient ratio 
um, maybe healthcare worker patient ratio is vastly crazy. I think we'll leave it there. Basically, to wrap it up, these doctors and nurses were meant to get contracts to stay with the Eastern Cape Health Department, which now says it doesn't have the funds to keep them. We'll be catching up with Health Head of Department Dr. Rolene Wagner in a few minutes from now to get her side of the story and possibly just a few answers to the questions raised by Dr. Mawande Dlamini, a spokesperson for the group of disaffected medical practitioners who were protesting in Bishu yesterday. Thank you for your time. Thanks a lot, Darren. Man, you're far too kind. Thanks a lot, Minnie. Joining us now on the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann, the head of the Department of Health in the Eastern Cape, Dr. Rolene Wagner. Doctor, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Darren. Thank you very much for inviting me onto your platform. And good morning to the listeners. A very challenging start for you and the Eastern Cape Health Department to the new year. Would broke and broken sum it up? I think our financial position is really a difficult position to be in. So, yes, it's a difficult start to the year, not something that we would have wanted to do, um, not intentionally, certainly. Doctor, a question many listening would ask is, how is it possible that we can have a government spend millions taking students through medical school, investing in them, and then not providing them employment in a province such as ours with a huge shortage of medical professionals? Darren, I think, you know, four years ago when the department offered bursaries to those who graduated five years ago now because they would have completed the community service, I don't think any of us anticipated the economic situation that we find ourselves in. So the department has had extensive cuts to its budget because of the the economy and, and its outlook in the next three years also envisages significant cuts to our budgets. Over and above that, I think it's quite it's public knowledge that the historical lump sum payments of these medical legal claims have also eroded our budget significantly. So we started this financial year with a 4.4 billion deficit, and over and above that, we also had financial cuts to our baseline. And so we find ourselves in this unfortunate situation where we've got to make really, really tough decisions in order to come within the funding envelopes that have been given to us. Now, what should happen to the disaffected medical practitioners? They protested in Bishu yesterday and they handed over a memorandum. What would your advice to them be? What should they do in this situation? So, Darren, we're going to be engaging with them directly and and I'd much prefer that we engage with them directly rather than them having to find this out over over the, the radio waves. But certainly we are looking at opportunities that can become available within our department because our first option will always be to our bursary holders. And so we're looking at those options. We have been lobbying with both provincial and national treasury to try and fund us in order to employ them. Unfortunately, as you know, we've just received the budget adjustments and unfortunately there was not there was not enough funding for us to be able to employ all of our bursary holders. Otherwise, we would clearly have done that. So in the absence of additional funding coming into our, our envelopes, we are looking at alternative opportunities. We know that there are known retirements in the year and months and years ahead. Um, and so we want to prioritize our, our bursary holders. It is, uh, until we are able to find their positions, it's it's logical and only fair to them that if they do find employment elsewhere, that they be allowed to do so. Because it's also important for them, their livelihood, their families, some of them have families, that they're able to find employment and keep their skills up to date. According to your database, how many doctors and allied workers like psychologists, physiotherapists, nurses, etc. are affected? So we have 128 allied um, professionals and doctors who are affected. 91 of that 128 are doctors, the balance being allied professionals. And what sort of funds are required 
in order to absorb those professionals? We need 358 million rand per annum. And I think, Darren, that's the other challenge that we have. It's not only to have funding within this financial year, but we also need funding for the years ahead. And in next year's allocation, there are, we've already been informed that there'll be more cuts. And so if we don't have the money in next year, the next financial year starts on the 1st of April. Unfortunately, we can't make employments now when there's no money in next year either. So it really is a catch-22 situation. As you said, we really would love to have and retain our community service professionals post-concert. And there is a need for health professionals always. That is why we handed out um, the bursaries, awarded bursaries to these, these young professionals. They've also played a significant role in providing health care in the last year, for which we're greatly appreciative. Unfortunately, without the funding there, I cannot take on, as a department, we cannot take on that obligation if there's no funding to pay these salaries in next year or in the month after we've employed them. Will we be faced with a similar problem next year, round about this time? I think, Darren, as long as there are pressures on our budget, we're always going to have to prioritise within the funding envelope. And we, which is why we've done a printout of all the known, the known retirements in the next three years to say what opportunities are available. We know that there is in the industry, there's usually a turnover around 19 to 20% turnover. So we know opportunities will always become available. We also want to make sure that we, we keep the database and we maintain contact with our bursary shareholders so that when opportunities become available, we're able to prioritize and ensure that they know about them, that they can apply for them, and, and we can welcome them into the department, into permanent positions. Is there not the likelihood that there might be a brain drain of sorts and we lose these professionals that you and we have invested in as taxpayers to other provinces or even other countries? Darren, I think that the budget cuts affect all provinces. And so the position we're finding ourselves in is a challenge that many other colleagues have reported in other provinces, not just this year, but we know it occurred last year and the year before that. So the, the fiscal constraints that we find are not unique to the Eastern Cape. The fiscal constraints that are placed across all provinces. And so it really is a, a very difficult position to find ourselves in. You, you're correct, if we are not able to retain them, then we will lose them to either the private sector, possibly to other provinces. But our first option, as I was saying, is to find opportunities within the province and give them some sort of security so that they know when such opportunities become available so that they can apply for them and, and for us to prioritise them. It really is a difficult situation, Darren. Dr. Wagner, final question for you. Have you had a chance to look at the memorandum that the group delivered yesterday and can you give a time frame on when you'll be responding to them directly as you mentioned earlier? The team and I are having a meeting today so that their memorandum can be handed to me and we are going to be responding to them within 48 hours so by close of business tomorrow we would have responded to the petition. Thank you very much for joining us on the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann today, Dr. Rowling Wagner. She is the Health Head of Department in the Eastern Cape Government. Doctor, have a good day. Thank you very much, Darren. That was the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann.